section twenty one of rough notes taken during some rapid journeys across the pampas and among the andes by francis bond head this librivox recording is in the public domain conclusion having now completed a very rough and defective sketch of the pampas etc and some of the provinces of the rio plata and of the governments and habits of the people it is natural to consider how powerful this country must necessarily become when animated by a large population enriched by the industry and intelligence of man and protected by the integrity and power of well-constituted governments it takes that rank in the civilized world which is due to its climate and soil and as in nature's great system of succession nations and empires rise and fall flourish and decay it is possible that this country availing itself of the experience of past ages may become the theatre of nobler actions than any of the nations of the old world whose obscure march towards civilization was without a precedent to guide them or a beacon to warn them of their dangers and far from being jealous of the superior strength and energy which a young country may attain it is pleasing to anticipate the prosperity which may await it and to indulge a hope that its young arm may assert the dignity and the honor of human nature that it may liberate the slave and against every threat or danger support freedom when the infirmities of an older nation may have rendered her incapable of the task but between this moral and political eminence which the pampas and the provinces of rio plata may attain and their present state there is a distance which is evident to every one though no man can calculate the time which will be requisite to pass it the difficulties to be encountered must necessarily be great and it is not an improper or a useless subject of speculation to consider what some of these difficulties may be the great desideratum of these countries is population for until there is a certain proportion of inhabitants the provisions of life must necessarily be easily obtained and people will remain indolent until necessity drives them to exertion the overplus population of the old world will undoubtedly flow towards these countries bringing with it different habits languages and customs the points at which the emigrants settle will depend upon the produce which they are best fitted for obtaining and the governments of the different provinces must become more or less powerful in proportion to the success of these people some will rapidly rise while others will be left for some time in the wretched state of poverty and inactivity in which they now exist and the laws and regulations which govern the one will be insufficient inapplicable or contrary to the interests of the others as the provinces become more vigorous 
it will probably be found that the situations of many of the present capitals must unavoidably be changed for instance the maritime province of buenos aires already requires a harbor and it is easy to foresee that when commerce establishes its residence at the new port the government must follow the language religion habits and occupations of the different provinces will of course be influenced and affected by the quantity of foreign settlers and the laws must vary with the exigencies which require them the provinces as they become powerful will naturally desire to be independent and the possibility of their being all governed from buenos aires will rapidly diminish during these or similar events the provinces of the rio plata must necessarily be in a troubled and unsettled state the national government thwarted in its plans deserted sometimes by one province and sometimes opposed by another must often unavoidably act contrary to the interests of those plans it may have suggested while the provincial governments must often suddenly be overturned be annihilated and remodeled until prosperity has afforded to society the liberal principles of a good education which with time and experience will at last constitute governments practically suited to the country if the state of the provinces of rio plata has been correctly sketched and if the above should be a fair statement of some of the probable difficulties which these provinces will experience in their progress toward civilization there are two questions to be considered which are very material to the interests of many individuals in our country first is it advisable for those who are in reduced circumstances in england to migrate to these provinces second is it prudent for those of large capital to embark their money there in any permanent establishment or speculation my humble opinion on these two important questions is shortly as follows a poor individual or a poor family or a congregation of poor families coming from england to these provinces will instantly be relieved from that part of their sufferings which proceeded from absolute want of food for they will arrive at a place where coarse beef is cheap artisans will obtain good wages in the town of buenos aires but as english peasants are not fitted to perform any part of the gaucho's labor they will not receive from them more than their board now at buenos aires artisans will find provisions very dear and although they receive more money than in england they will not be able to live there so well the lodgings which are always unfurnished are shockingly dirty filled with all sorts of vermin and after all they are extremely dear 
beef is sold in such a mangled state that when the cornish miners first arrived they often returned from the butcher's carts without buying the meat being unable to make up their minds to eat it the fowls at buenos aires are also very bad for they feed upon raw meat occasionally i have seen them hopping out of the carcass of a dead horse and we all fancied that the eggs tasted of beef the pigs are also carnivorous raw beef is cheap but fuel pepper salt bread water etc are all so exorbitantly dear that the meat when cooked positively becomes expensive and every article of clothing is eighty per cent dearer than in england the society of the lower class of english and irish at buenos aires is very bad and their constitutions are evidently impaired by drinking and by the heat of the climate while their morals and characters are much degraded away from the religious and moral example of their own country and out of sight of their own friends and relations they rapidly sink into habits of carelessness and dissipation which are but too evident to those who come fresh from england and it is really too true that all the British emigrants at Buenos Aires are sickly in their appearance, dirty in their dress, and disreputable in their behavior. A poor person with a young family should therefore pause before he brings them into such society, for it is surely better that his children, until they arrive at an age to work, should occasionally be in want in england than that their constitutions should be impaired and those principles ruined which induce every religious and honest man in england to labor with cheerfulness and to return from his work with a healthy body and a contented mind a single man may imagine that he is able to resist the effects of bad society that he would enjoy the climate and freedom of the country and by attention save up a sum of money to return to england but he would find many unexpected difficulties the principal one to a working man is the climate which in summer is so dreadfully hot that his constitution is unable to stand against it and with every inclination to work he finds that his strength fails him and that he is overpowered by a debility before unknown to him he would then wish himself back in england and his absence from his friends and being unable to work would make him discontented with a life which hangs heavy upon his hands and which becomes more cheerless because unless he has a large sum of money to pay for his passage he sees that he is unable to return the above observations are not altogether theoretical i particularly observe the unexpected effect 
which the climate had upon many english companies and upon a large body of our english miners who were selected in cornwall for their good behavior and who arrived in the provinces with every inclination to maintain their character they saw the degraded state of the english settlers at buenos aires and of their own accord they kept clear of them but the cheapness of the spirits and the heat of the climate were inducements to them to drink which they found it very difficult to resist as soon as the heat set in the men were exhausted and complained of a feebleness that they had never felt before and this was so great that many of the strongest of them preferred going without meat to the fatigue of going through the sun to fetch it this imbecility had its natural effect upon their minds and they expressed their dislike of a climate in which they could make no exertions and by which they were even exhausted while lying down or sitting still and as soon as i determined on sending them home they all most joyfully gave up the lucrative advantages which had induced them to come to the country and none of them would remain although by their agreements they might each have claimed sixty pounds instead of a passage and might instantly have made very good contracts with the other mining companies but they were all anxious to return and i heard several of them say to each other that they had sooner worked their fingers to the stumps in england than be gentlemen at buenos aires Note, we had all sorts of english speculations in south america some of which were really amusing besides many brother companies which i met with at buenos aires i found a sister association of milkmaids it had suddenly occurred to some of the younger sons of john bull that as there were a number of beautiful cows in the united provinces of rio de la plata a quantity of good pasture and as the people of buenos aires had no butter to their bread a churning company would answer admirably and before the idea was many months old a cargo of scotch milkmaids were lying becalmed under the line on their passage to make butter at buenos aires as they were panting and sighing being from heavy rains unable to come on deck neptune as usual boarded the ship and the sailors who were present say that his first observation was that he had never found so many passengers and so few beards to shave however when it was explained to him that they were not britannia's sons but jenny bulls who have no beards the old god smiled and departed the people at buenos aires were thunderstruck at the unexpected arrival of so many british milkmaids however private arrangements had been made and they therefore had milk before it was generally known that they had got cows but the difficulties which they experienced were very great 
instead of leaning their heads against patient domestic animals they were introduced to a set of lawless wild creatures who looked so fierce that no young woman who ever sat upon a three-legged stool could dare to approach much less to milk them but the gauchos attacked the cows tied their legs with strips of hide and as soon as they became quiet the shops of buenos aires were literally full of butter but now for the sad moral of the story after the difficulties had been all conquered it was discovered first that the butter would not keep and secondly that somehow or other the gauchos and natives of buenos aires liked oil better End of note. from the above circumstances and many other observations which i endeavored to make on the situations of a few english emigrants i met with in the different provinces i am convinced that those who have hitherto emigrated to this country as well as those who deserted from general whitlock's army have passed their days in disappointment and regret that the constitution of every individual has been more or less impaired that their religious principles have altogether been destroyed and i therefore would sincerely advise poor people particularly those who have families not to migrate to such hot latitudes if they have the means of supporting themselves in england in reply to the second question whether it is prudent to embark a large capital in any permanent establishment or speculation in this country the spanish south americans have certainly become independent of the government of spain and this has of course proceeded from their own positive strength and from the imbecility of the spanish government but supposing it to have arisen from the first cause only still it must be admitted that a young nation may be strong enough to gain its independence before it has education wisdom or experience enough to know what to do with it and taking into consideration the particular political situation of the country i must own it appears to me that during the troubles and vicissitudes which must unavoidably attend the progress of these provinces toward civilization it would be imprudent for a stranger to enter into any permanent establishment for ignorant of what is to happen all he can depend upon is that great changes will take place that he must always be a responsible person while unlooked for revolutions may cause the governments or the individuals with whom he has established himself to vanish leaving him in the wide plain without a remedy and perhaps even without a just cause of complaint he may have treated with a government which has ceased to exist or with an individual whose fortune or whose influence may have suddenly disappeared 
and be like the person who came from england to buenos aires some years ago under the promise that he should have a lucrative situation in the cabildo and who learnt on his arrival that the cabildo had just been destroyed i can speak from my own private experience for i was very nearly in a similar or a worse situation i was furnished with letters of introduction to the governor of san juan and a copy of the then famous carta de mayo which had been published in that province to ensure to us religious toleration but had i not fortunately been delayed upon my road i should upon my arrival at san juan have been instantly thrown into prison with the governor who was already confined and from the window of my dungeon i should have seen the public executioner burning the carta de mayo amidst the acclamations of the people yet i could not have complained for my letters of introduction and the copy of the carta de mayo had been sent to me with the best intention and the governor at san juan had wished to give me a polite reception but the event was a political tempest which had not been foretold the failure of the rio plata mining association is a serious proof of the insufficiency of the governments of la plata this public association was formed in london in virtue of a decree etc from the government of buenos aires authorizing the formation of a company to work the mines of the united provinces at the discretionary choice of the company and to promote this object reports were forwarded from the governors of the mining provinces describing their mines yet on my arrival at buenos aires i found that almost the whole of the mines were already sold by the governments to the opposition companies and that the government of buenos aires as well as the governors of the provinces had been totally unable to fulfill the decree private interest and private speculators had overpowered their act and their intention and they had only to confess tempora mutantur et nos mutamur in illis times change and we change with them the end end of section 21 and end of rough notes taken during some rapid journeys across the pampas and among the andes by francis bond head read by sue anderson